0: Well, hey friends, it really is good to be with you as we bring to a close our Which Way Is Up series. It has been phenomenal as we've tried to acknowledge the realities of our day and offer the help and hope of God. Hey, if you're with us on our streaming channels or on Facebook, I sure want to encourage you to check in on the app. It's the TMUMC app. You can find wherever you have your apps. If you've already got it, just check in. it helps us to know that you're here. If you're on the website, just remind yourself, it's there's a click button right there on the website where you can check in. We like to know that you're with us. BECAUSE WE LOVE TO GET TO KNOW YOU BETTER. SO IF YOU'LL CHECK IN, IT SURE HELPS US TO DO THAT AND TO DEVELOP OUR RELATIONSHIPS WITH YOU. WELL, FRIENDS, I JUST CAN'T THANK YOU ENOUGH FOR BEING WITH US THROUGHOUT THIS SERIES CALLED WHICH WAY IS UP. IT'S BEEN A PHENOMENAL OPPORTUNITY WITH ALL KINDS OF RESOURCES, NOT JUST ON SUNDAYS, BUT THROUGHOUT THE WEEK. AND I WANT TO REMIND YOU THAT YOU CAN ALWAYS GO TO TMUMC.ORG WELLNESS FOR LOTS MORE RESOURCES TO HELP YOU OUT. WE'VE BEEN TRYING TO REALIZE THE REALITIES OF OUR DAY, but also to offer help and hope. And man, I have heard some amazing stories over these last several weeks of the ways that people are seeking help and the ways people are finding hope. And so it does my heart good, and I hope it helps your heart to celebrate the ways in which God is with us and for us, even in these difficult times. And so today we're going to move from some of the more... um, uh, hard topics of depression and anxiety as well as worry and stress to another topic that's highly, highly relevant. It's called burnout. And burnout, I don't doubt for a second, we have all felt at some point in the last 15 months. It's been a way that just kind of cuts through where we are and what we're doing. It, it kind of demotivates us. It makes us feel heavy. It causes us not to have much of any forms of desire. But you know, burnout is a fascinating thing. It's actually a relatively new term and a new concept, and I want to share with you some of what that means, okay? Burnout is a fascinating concept. It is a new word almost 50 years old that was developed by a man named Herbert Freudenberger who wrote a book almost 50 years ago simply titled Burnout, and that Book became a bestseller and it, it helped change our understanding of what this concept of burnout means. He gave us a definition, it's kind of long, so I wanted you to see it, but that definition helps us to better understand what burnout is. It's the extinction of motivation, especially where one's devotion to a cause or relationship fails to produce the desired results. Basically it means we can't get motivated with whatever we're doing. I love this, uh, to a cause a relationship. Most often it's in our work, but sometimes it's in our family. Sometimes it's in other uh, work relationships or nonprofit organizations or service organizations where we just feel burned out. No motivation at all. And we've all been feeling this uh, these last many weeks and months of COVID, right? The reality is we've had a hard time understanding how to get through it. And I don't doubt for a second we've all felt it in our workplace. I know I have and many of us here at the church have. So I feel confident you are feeling it wherever you're working. But the reality is we're also feeling it in our families. If you're a parent of young children over the last 15 months, I know you have been feeling burnout. If in in addition to parenting, you also had to teach your children, I know that it's just wearing you out. And here's a strange one as well. What about cooking? We've all been cooking more than we've ever done in a long time because the restaurants closed or they weren't taking as many people or we couldn't get there. And so we've often found ourselves burned out. I want to encourage you to hear a story from one of our own church members and staff members, Stephanie Pippett. Stephanie is our ch- uh, child care coordinator here on staff. She's also a mom of two kids and, and just has a passion for her kids, for her family and for Christ. And yet she found herself being burned out. I wanna encourage you to listen to Stephanie tell her story and how profound it is.
1: For me, um, with parenting burnout, I started to realize that I, I kind of started to lose the desire to play with my kids on the floor. Um, like I had always done, and I believe that that's really important for their developmental growth to have a parent one-on-one with them playing, and I just didn't want to. Um, and then I also became very, like, lackadaisical about things that I cared about before, like how much sugar they had or how much screen time they had or um, maybe some disciplining. I just didn't want to or have the motivation to deal with it, so I just said, fine watch another show, eat a piece of candy. I don't care. It's kind of, I was just too tired to worry about all of those things that I actually do care about for them.
0: So Stephanie's story is pretty powerful. Uh, It helps remind us that even with somebody who is passionate about their kids and about their families, they still can find themselves in burnout. I want to list some stages or concepts or ways that you might understand that you're living toward burnout. Man, there are just some signs to look for that can make all the difference in the world. One of the first signs and most clear is lack of motivation. I just can't get myself going. I don't feel up to it. I don't feel like doing whatever it is I know I'm supposed to be doing. It also causes a, a diminishment of productivity, this lack of motivation. But another one is cynicism oh man, you just, you can't find any positive things to say or you don't feel good about what's going on. Have you ever found that cynic creeping out in you? Cynicism is a real strong sign of burnout. Another one is numbness. And all I mean here is we find it difficult to find our highs or even our lows. We just kind of feel ourselves coasting or feel numb about our lives or what's going on in our workplace. Numbness is a very common sign. Another one is you just can't find rejuvenation. You, man, whether you take a day off or a week off, whether you go play golf or wherever you try to find rejuvenation, you find it hard to come back stronger or more resilient. And so this inability to find rejuvenation is a big sign for burnout. Likewise, one, this is one that I find myself living into, magnified agitation. All that, that's just a fancy word for saying, man, you get mad a lot, or you find small things that agitate who you are or what's going on in your life. Man, these things just get blown up for no apparent reason at all. And then of course, a a common one is self-medicating. And look, self-medication can be anything from over or under eating, to shopping for no apparent reason, to, of course, drugs or alcohol, as well as shopping. Golly, sometimes we go shopping for these things. And then, of course, inappropriate sexual behavior. All of these are forms of self-medication. And if you find yourself living into more than three of these, you're probably on the cusp. You may even be in full-blown burnout because these signs are identifications of what's going on in our lives. So burnout is hard. It's a stressful time, it's real. It impacts many of us. You either know somebody or you know yourself and you're going through burnout or somebody you know is going through burnout and it is hard because you don't know what to do. The things that normally work for you are are not working anymore. The things that you might have turned to don't seem to be satisfying anymore. And so part of what we have to own is this burnout is real And it's having impact on who we are as a person, sometimes as an employee, sometimes as a family member. And we wanna try to realize not only that it's real, but that we can do something about it. And here's what I know. I know that God neither has the desire, nor did God design us to live in burnout. God desires for us to live in relationship. God desires for us to live into wholeness and a whole life. God wants to heal the souls of our hearts, and God wants to offer us hope in the midst of what can sometimes feel like a hopeless situation. So I want to invite you to hear some words from Jesus that speak into what God's desire is for us, even in the midst of burnout. It's in the Gospel of Matthew, and Jesus is teaching about what it means to be His follower. And at the end of that teaching, both to his disciples and to a larger crowd, he offers these words. I hope they bring hope and comfort to you. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. If you're carrying heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So part of what I hear Jesus saying is, man, if we'll lean into Jesus, if we'll rely on Jesus, he uses this imagery of the yoke, which we clearly don't talk much about anymore, but the basic concept is that you're connected with, in this case, another ox to carry a cart or to make a movement happen. And that yoking together causes the burden to be lighter. And Jesus is simply inviting you and me in the midst of our potential burnout to yoke ourselves to Jesus, to connect ourselves to Christ, to find a way to rely on Him, to lean into Him, to know that God wants better for us, to recognize that God can help us. And so Jesus is giving this teaching in the middle of when He's saying, hey, it's, every, it's sometimes hard to be a follower of Jesus. It's sometimes hard to be a disciple I just need you to know, Jesus says, that my burden is gonna be light if you'll yoke or connect yourselves to me. See, this is God's desire. And sometimes when we're facing burnout, we lose sight of that, that we've got somebody to rely on, that somebody's there for us. But God wants for us a, a peace. God wants for us a strength. God wants for us a fullness that can help us move in, through and beyond this burnout that we may be going through. I want you to hear some other words from the prophet Isaiah way back in the Hebrew Scriptures. Long before Jesus, people were feeling this sense in which, golly, this feels insurmountable or I can't quite get there and I don't know what to do. The prophet Isaiah gives us this profound word as well in the 40th chapter. He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. But those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Friends, this is God's hope for us. This is God's desire for us that when we feel faint, when we feel weak as burnout can sometimes cause, God is there and God wants to lift us up. God wants to strengthen our hearts. God wants to help us in our time of need. Friends, burnout is real. There's no denying it. There's no questioning, golly, can this even be possible? Why would people or can people even go through this? The answer is yes. Friends, I've been there. I wanna encourage you to watch the virtual roundtable this week where several of us speak into what it's like to be in burnout, what it's like to be on the cusp of burnout, what it feels like when you're in the throes of this heartache and can't quite get where you know you ought to be. Friends, Christ offers us great wisdom. Isaiah the prophet offers us hope. I wanna offer you a few suggestions as well about ways, some tools that might help you move through your burnout. So let me offer a few suggestions. One suggestion I simply wanna offer to you is talk. Talk to people about this, talk to your friends, talk to a counselor, talk to your pastors, and certainly talk to God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is simply a conversation with God that simply asks God, hey, where are you, God? Or what's going on here, God? Or can you help me, God? I simply want to encourage you to talk. Talk to people. Talk to God. Don't hinder that. Don't hold that down. Don't hold it in, but rather share it with others. Not only do I want to encourage you to talk, but I also want to encourage you to lean. That may sound just a little funny, but what I mean by this is lean into those friends, rely on their support, their encouragement, what it is they can do for you. And clearly lean into family, lean into them to be there, to care for you, to offer you stability, lean into God. That's what Jesus was telling us when he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He wants us to lean into him. This This comes down to trust, friends. It comes down to believing that Jesus can help, to believe that God is there for us, that there is a possibility of doing something even when I may not feel up to it. If we talk to God and lean into Christ, it can make a tremendous difference. Another suggestion I want to offer to you is quite literally to find rest. Friends, I I know we have busy lives. I know that lives have felt overwhelming at times during the pandemic, but I just wanna make this one point. The creator of the universe, the one who in six days put everything into place, that creator took a day to rest. And by golly, if God knew that God needed rest, and that we need rest, who are we to think that we can't take it, that there's not time, or I don't have enough capacity, or it won't work, or it'll cause this, or it'll cause... I want to challenge you to find time to rest, to find your margin, build into every day some kind of margin that allows downtime for you, that allows you to kind of find your rest. And then, of course, recapture Sabbath. Recapture the gift of what Sabbath means, which is taking time for rest, giving yourself to God. It's so vitally important, and unfortunately, we've often lost sight of the importance of a day of rest. The formal Sabbath is Saturday, but you can take your Sabbath whenever. Whenever you need that rest, take it because it makes a huge difference for your life. And then finally, play Man, in the midst of burnout, that's literally the last thing on our minds. But what I want to suggest to you is uh, play helps the soul, the mind, the heart. Find things that you love to do and go do them. If you don't have young kids, find a kid and go play with them and their family. Go do something fun. Make things fun in your life. Because, friends, if we can rekindle the sort of playfulness that we had as a child, it can make huge leaps for us in our lives. Friends, four simple suggestions. I hope that you'll find them helpful to you, that you'll find them in a way that will change your heart to talk, to lean, to rest, and to play. Find those friends and they will, I guarantee you, help. As we do that, I want to suggest that the Apostle Paul offers us a great word of wisdom. That if we'll lean into those four tools, here's how Paul puts it, and I love it. He says, Don't burn out, keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the Master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times, pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. I think Paul understood just what Jesus did. If we'll lean into Jesus, we won't burn out. If we'll talk to God, we won't burn out. If we'll give ourselves over to the restfulness and playfulness that we need, it will help us overcome our burnout. Friends, my prayer for you is that that will be true. Hey, it's been an amazing time over these last many weeks as we've talked about and learned about and discovered the powerful things that we sometimes go through and the gift of help and hope that God offers. And I hope you've discovered that there's been a common theme throughout the last four weeks, and that is this, God is with us in the deepest, darkest valleys, when we were worried and when we're stressed, when we feel isolated and alone. Scripture tells us, God reveals, friends help share. God is with us. We are not alone. And God is also for us. God wants the best and God wants a relationship with us. So friends, my prayer for you and for myself is this. When we go through these hard times, when we're trying to find which way is up and we can't quite find it, I want to encourage you to look up and find the God who is with you and who wants the very best for you. It's why here at TREACH we try to help folks find an intimate relationship with God, to grow in relationship with other people, and to then serve folks in the name of Christ so that they too might find hope. My friends, I hope that you've discovered which way is up in these last four weeks and that you will continue to use the resources that we want to provide to you to help give you help and hope in the days to come. Thanks be to God for that precious gift. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that you are present with us. Help us Lord to sense that, to know that, and then to believe with all of our hearts that because you are with us, we have hope and there is a future and a way forward. God, we're so grateful that we're never alone and that you are always for us. In the name of Jesus the Christ we pray, amen. Hey friends, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the ways you make ministry possible. Week in and week out, you are generous with your time, with your talents, and yes, even with your dollars. Friends, if you'd like to make a gift today to help continue the great ministry of TREACH, you can always text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Or you can, of course, go online to tmumc.org give where you can schedule your giving or make a one-time gift. But thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do.